And we are live for another episode of the Blue Crocus Experience. And I'm joined today by Brian Sullentrop. I am your host, Louis Vanderbach. We're streaming this live across Facebook, YouTube, and we'll be uploading it later to podcast platforms. But basically, we're going to chat a bit about you know Brian's journey as a business owner, some of his personal life, maybe dive into some uh, juicy tidbits about uh, some uh, GMB stuff. And uh, he might even give us some some inter interesting facts about uh, Amelia Erhak as well, who is sitting behind <laughs> his head there. <laughs> so I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna do a quick 30 second intro here, um, and then we'll pop back and, and Brian, I'll get you to fill the folks in on you know where you came from, what what we're doing, and and where you're going. Sounds good. All right, we are good. We're we got it shared out to all the platforms, and I think we even had some little bit of audio overlap there, so that's good. But Brian, welcome aboard here. Uh, I gave a quick intro there before we did the music countdown to give me time to go spread the good word. But uh, I'll just quickly reintroduce you for those that have hopped on. Brian is someone that I've gotten to know recently. Um, he had reached out to me off of a live video I did in in Sean Day's group, and uh, we connected up there. We've been chatting back and forth, and. Uh, just gotten to know him. He's a really cool guy, really involved in the business community. So, Brian, if you want to give us the, you know, the quick catch up on who you are and where you're from and what you're doing, then we'll get rolling. Yeah, thank you, Lewis. Uh, like I said, uh, like Lewis said, my name's Brian Solentrop. Um, I have a commercial cleaning and janitorial business in the Eastern North Carolina region. Um, primarily service the two towns of Greenville and Winterville. You won't know when you've gone from Greenville to Winterville. Um, but yeah, so we do commercial cleaning and janitorial services and fortunate enough to bump into Lewis on uh, a Facebook live that he was doing with Sean Day and all the people at Blue Skies. They're doing some really cool stuff. But um, then I reached out and talked to Lewis and shoot, there's dudes doing a lot of really interesting things and he had a lot of helpful tips and uh, did an audit and it was just a lot of fun, learned a lot. So thanks for having me on. and. Um, be fun to hang out for a bit here. Awesome, awesome. And for those that are that are watching too, um, I'll just I'll just bring up some of the comments here. I see whoop whoop. So if you're inside the Facebook group, contractors growth tips and strategies, um, you have to allow Streamyard access to your profile. Otherwise, we just we just see your comment, which is awesome, but we don't know who you are. Lewis in the house and the boys. So make yourself known either by letting. Streamyard access your your name or, or shout out your name in the comments too. But uh, yeah, no, this is exciting, and I, I wanted to point out, isn't uh, Greenville in multiple states too? Um, so I know when we were yes. chatting, it was like, <laughs> yes, there's there's a Greenville, South Carolina, and a Greenville, North Carolina. So if you join any Facebook group around here, you have to usually answer the questions, and the first one's like, do you know which Greenville you are joining? You know, um, and then most the half the people back out and try and find another group because it's the wrong one. Um, and there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of like Facebook handles that are like, no, not that Greenville or this Greenville. Um, so uh, yeah, so, so there's a couple ones and that, that kind of keeps things confusing. We're the smaller one of the two for now. Um, 
and we've we've got a metro i think between the two towns of about a couple hundred thousand but growing quickly uh which is a good place to be if you're you know if you're um a business owner you know it's good to be in a growing area um even if it's not the the biggest city in the world it's uh, definitely seeing a lot of growth so it's exciting stuff that's really cool so it looks like sean day is is uh, the one listening here so that's awesome good to have you sean we Love your it. ears were burning weren't they so so bring us up to speed on on your business you know what do you guys do what what kind of got you into the into this line of business and and how are things going yeah um so i graduated my undergrad in economics and finance it was awesome uh you know, started in accounting, um, as many people do, um, then went over to finance and uh, did, you know, no offense, but there was just a lot of like football players and uh, basketball players. It didn't have a lot of intrigue and in, like to really getting into the like uh, into the school part of it. So I went to a smaller private school. So, yeah, like a lot of athletes and stuff. And, and then I found the economics department and that was slick because these guys were all a bunch of nerds. Um, I was definitely the dumbest person in the room a lot of the time. Um, and so I got to hang out with them and, and honestly, like what you learn in economics is like a lot of basic stuff, like supply and demand, right? They just kind of like beat you over the head with it. Um, and, and one thing that, you know, we tend to see a lot of like these days is just like a lot of focus on like tech and like, you know, all these different, you know, uh, exciting business ideas right now, right? Whatever it's Dogecoin or NFTs or like all these tech cultural phenomenons. Um, and it's super cool. There's a lot of good things going on there, but I just kind of looked around and I was like, man, I am not like a super high IQ individual. I'm really good at like the EQ, empathy, emotional intelligence side of this thing. Um, and so what does that mean? I mean, you could probably hop into a business that's very like heavy on people, heavy sales, um, and then heavy working with the employees themselves. So that's when I got really excited about doing something that was like low barrier to entry. Um, I was getting married and stuff, got engaged my senior year of college. So I grabbed the first sales job that I could, um, got tired of sitting at a computer for 50 hours a week. Um, and so uh, moved halfway across the country to, to marry my wife and then um, just thought, you know, I'm here. I can try and find a job somebody or somewhere or I can start something myself. And uh, I've been following a guy on Twitter or he's had a podcast for a few years. His name is Nick Huber um, with a sweaty startup. A lot of people know him um, and he's done some really cool stuff just about like building up the non tech community and like how much money um, and how much uh, pride, you know, like you can create just in like, you know, in a positive way, like, good momentum, like a, a solid business just by doing some basic things right. And so coming back to that whole supply and demand thing, it's like, there's a need for good contractors. You know, there's a good, there's like a big need for like good window cleaners and good pressure washers and good janitors, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like severely underserved. And so, um, so that's kind of like when I hopped into that. Um, and it was super exciting because I was like, oh, you know, let me set up a website because I come from a little bit of a digital marketing background. So I was like, I can do this. I can put a website. I can put up a Google My Business listing. Like, I'm going to be a lot more competitive than others because they don't even really have their stuff dialed in at all. And so when I saw that opportunity there, yeah, they don't, a lot of them don't have listings, right? Or they have listings with zero reviews or they have listings that link out. 
not to a website, but just to a Facebook page, which is fine, but there's no clear way for people to reach out to them or contact them or whatever. And so see a need, fill a need, right? Um, and pretty quickly, we were able to land um, a couple of customers um, just really based off our Google My Business listing more than anything else. And and so, uh, you know, once you get that hit of like the first couple contracts and you start getting some checks in the mail, you're like, let's, let's take this, you know, to the moon, uh, metaphorically, you know, like, let's just double down on what's working. And so about a year in now, little, probably about six months of, of real effort. That's super exciting. That's super exciting. How many, uh, how many guys on the team now? Um, we just have a few because honestly, I scrub toilets every single day. So I am doing a lot of the work myself because, uh, if you've ever owned a service business, I mean, Lewis, you can attest to this, even on the agency side, you know, like you're not delegating all the work that you're pulling in, right? Like right. you have to get into the nitty gritty. You have to understand the needs. I mean, I did not come from like a cleaning or janitorial background. So not only did like as a necessity of making some cash, I had to do some of the work, but also just as a function of being good at the job, right? Yep. What what chemicals do we really need? I walk into the average, like, so like say we're going to flip a facility and we're going to be their provider instead of somebody else. They might have 15 chemicals they're running with. Me like four, yeah. right? But I wouldn't know that unless I took the time to really like get in there and, and get the job done. So um, we have a small team right now. Um, we're getting close to doing, you know, we're doing a, a decent amount of revenue um, and we're really excited. I mean, we're poised for a lot of growth by the end of the year, especially as things open up here in the States. We're really getting a lot of vaccine uh, traffic and stuff like that. So we're really excited to see what 2021 brings. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because um, we, since we're on the topic of, you know, your first couple of jobs came from your Google business listing, walk through some of that, because that's something I wanted to chat a fair bit with you about. It's like, you know, why, why did you kind of initially lean towards having a Google business listing? And, and then, you know, as it goes on, how have you realized how important that is? So uh, Google My Business is kind of unreal. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's confusing and it's constantly changing and Google is still trying to figure out exactly what it wants it to be. Like, you know, this better than anyone. It's not a stagnant thing. You kind of have to be on the cutting edge of the updates and what they're prioritizing and making sure that you're still acting in accordance with their terms of service. So your account doesn't get suspended. No. All these things happen to people. Um, but to get to the whole point of like, why did I focus on a Google, my business listing? Again, I got to give a nod to the that guy that I was telling you about before, Nick Huber. Um, you can check him out on Twitter. He's he puts out a lot of really good stuff. Um, he's mostly into real estate now, but when he talked about the service businesses and stuff, he was like, "Get that Google My Business listing." Like, especially he was really early in on it, um, right? And um, that was something he did to optimize his self storage facilities, right? Because he had a lot of these older generations with a lot of opportunity to optimize that and get some good reviews and you know, put the website in there. And so even if your website is ranking on page five, like to this day, my website is not, you know, we're only a year in. So we don't have a lot of like strong reputation in Google's mind. Even if we chalk it full of content and get all the right keywords and all that stuff, it takes time. And so when I saw with Google, my business listing that, oh, I can show up at least in my five mile radius, I can show up in the top three or five or maps. Like you're not going to show up in the top three of SEO for commercial cleaning within years of you kind of getting your website up and running. You're likely right. not going to. The people yeah, no, that are going to show up there are 
Thumbtack and, and, and Home Advisor and all that stuff. Now you still want to fight to be like that first organic search, right? But if you can get in the map pack above them, freaking money, right? Like, I mean, you need to be doing that all day, double down on that. Um, and, and that's what people really want. They don't want to go through some third party. They want the authentic, who is my local service provider? I want to verify that they have good reviews and I want to hire them fast. And so that's what, that's the beauty. Cause, cause that's what I use. I use Google My Business. So I thought, well, why wouldn't my customers want to use it? Yeah, tell us the uh, tell us a story about your wife. Oh yeah, to, dude. Okay, so, you know, the more I learn about Google My Business and the more I see that a lot of the listings, you know, the listings, a lot of legit listings, right? And But there's a lot of reviews that are like interesting. Um, like that's not a legit review necessarily, yeah. but okay. But anyway, um, aside from that whole diatribe, like, my wife, so we just found out we're expecting, right, a few weeks ago, and uh, and that's all exciting and everything, right? And so you have all these things. It's our first. So um, we just got married in August. So it's our first kiddo, and uh, a lot of things to figure out, right? There's no, like, yeah. total playbook for this. But, like, the first thing you do is you're like, okay, I got to get an OBGYN, right? And so in this town, there's, like, two or three real options for OBGYN. And I'm like, I am like calling, I'm, for me, I'm like asking a friend, I like found out they were expecting like, how's your experience, da, 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 da. Cause that's how I am, I'm social. And my wife, she's more of the introvert or more of the just like not gonna go out of her way to ask people about stuff like that. Especially when it's like more of a private thing like that. And so she just goes on Google and she just looks in like Google Maps and she's like, oh, we're gonna use uh, this, you know, Greenville OBGYN. And I was like, okay that sounds good why and she said well they have better google reviews and i was i was like my jaw dropped to the floor and it was like <laughs> a light bulb went off in my head and i was just like if people are willing to choose their OBGYN, and you know for better or for worse if they're if they're willing to do that based on google reviews and the social proof that lies therein their janitorial service the cleans like game over you have to double down on this. It's not an option because there's going to be a certain percentage of consumers that only look in those places for that kind of a service. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. And and when you told me that story the other day, I was like, we gotta we gotta hop on, we gotta chat about this because um, everything that you're saying, I I agree with everything that you're saying about Google business listings. Like, if you can get in the top two or three, um, you know, you're you're going to be capturing the top two or the top one to three listings are capturing like 80% of the people that are looking for the service. And apparently OBGYN is, is a service that people are looking for in the Google business listing. So take note, you know, even brick and mortar businesses, because I, I talk about it all the time for, um, you know, service businesses, because you, people are looking for a service, you want to be the first one they call, but even for brick and mortar, like that, that's really important. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on too, is when you're talking about the website, uh, you know, not necessarily ranking for years. Age is a factor. Um, but if you can have some really um, specific stuff about your location, about, you know, answering different questions yeah. that you're looking for, you can actually sometimes outrank those, you know, aggregators like HomeAdvisor, et cetera, because they're just, they're just like shotgun blasting all the towns and cities they can yeah. really focus in on content around your area. That can, that can be really helpful. 
There's so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you see that they have like how many millions of people that are like linking to their website and giving them that yeah. credibility that Google loves. Right. Because like for all the like Google, like frustration that you can have or whatever, like at the end of the day, Google still has like a very important, they have, they've received a lot of scrutiny from um, especially in the U S like they're really looking hard. Like the, the, legislation and things like that they're really looking hard at google right now and they're saying is google really providing a level playing field and yeah. so google has to do everything it can to not just um promote these like thumbtacks and these home advisors they need to start being like they are being forced even in some cases you know that i'm not up to date on the latest but you know google is really uh from people i've talked to really trying to do more in getting rid of fake listings, which if you're running a good business, like, right? Like if you're doing all the right things, like you're actually providing a good service, you know, you've got real good reviews, your website is easy to use and people can book online quickly, efficiently, and payment is appropriate for the service that you're providing. Like if you're doing all those things, Google, Google's gonna reward you over, yeah, over time. Now. Like there, there are some things you can do to speed up the process, but you're absolutely right. Like there's, there's certain things like, you know, the amount of time people spend on your website, the amount of traffic that's actually being driven. And like, it's looking at all these things and saying, you know, hey, is this website answering the questions that people have? Is it, you know, ultimately when URI is looking for, for a service or a product online, Google's like out of the millions of websites, which one matches their search intent the best, right? So you've got to try and get in the minds of your customer and then have the questions that, that Google thinks would, would match their search intent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I I love it. I mean, I'm really I'm really pretty obsessed with all things, you know, local search engine optimization and everything like that. Just because, look, I kind of see it as like David and Goliath. I mean, honestly, like you know, there's the home advisors, these big tech companies with sales teams and all this stuff that all this stuff that um, you know they're not really providing a huge service to your community. I mean, they are in a way they're kind of helping like connect contractors with providers, right? And and there's a lot to be said for like buying leads from home advisor and running an efficient business with that and all that kind of stuff. That's great. But um, on the flip side, like if you can be rewarded for actually serving your local community and actually finding ways to, you know, talk about how you're supporting your local community, whether that's the local T-ball league or whatever, um, and you're you're generating real authentic help for your community, like Google actually is starting to look at that in like a more, a much more positive light than I think they ever have before. Um, yeah. So I think there's a huge opportunity for genuinely good people, uh, small players who want to offer wow service, like service like better than you ever thought before, you know, like well, when we walk into that facility and we're going to change things like, no, 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 we're cleaning out the whole janitorial closet. We're taking everything out. We cannot offer you an effective system with, with a good, a good high level of service with um, the right products that you need to be safe and to be sanitary and to be ready to open for business in 2021. If we leave all that crap in there, we got to do a good job of that. Um, and so if we're, you're going to go above and beyond and create the right systems and processes to like run a strong business. Yeah. Like, that's all getting in some way, shape or form, you know, that's getting to Google. And then the SEO part of it is just saying, Hey Google, I'm doing a, I'm doing a job. I'm doing a baller job at being a service provider. 
you know, now, yeah. now just, just recognize me for that. Yeah. And, and, and the key, you made the key distinction there. It's like, you can do as good a job as you want, but if you don't tell Google and, and tell potential people who are looking, um, they're, they're not going to see it and they're not going to find out. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, we could talk for hours about this, this topic. Um, I do want to hit on a couple other topics, yeah, but yeah. The, the main, the main summary is guys get a Google business listing, um, reach out to, you know, Brian's figuring out a lot of stuff on, on his own as he, he kind of wades through all the knowledge out mm -hmm. there. Uh, reach out to Brian. If you have questions, I'm happy to hop on a call with you guys as well. Um, but there's, there's a lot of stuff you can do to get your Google business listing to show up better. Um, stuff you can do on your website to help that, to, to gradually climb up the ranks as well. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's a fun game and, and you say you're obsessed with it. I mean, we've created a, a business around it. So that's, uh, that's kind of, we, we love it as well too. Uh, I'm going to hop totally. into the comments here a little bit. I'm guessing it's Sean saying, uh, let's get you a great cleaner or two. I scrubbed so many toilets the first five years of my business, uh, way to get dirty. That's awesome. And then he, and then he follows up with get the kids scrubbing toilets that popped in when you were saying that you guys were pregnant. Oh man, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'll ask my wife. She's uh, she just about shot me when I when I made that recommendation as a joke the other day. So um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, someone else is asking. Uh, Sean Sean says, "How do you get clients to give reviews?" So uh, Brian, if you want to feel that, and then I'll follow up with whatever uh, other things I think. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the the absolute best way um, to get Google reviews is to um, follow it up with asking asking for that review. So I've never had a customer just like out of the blue be like, oh yeah, like I, I don't ever just like show up, like Google review shows up in my thing and says like, bam, five stars or four stars or whatever. Um, you know, and I think that that's just realistic. I mean, you have to be realistic. Unless somebody is gonna go brag to all their friends, which that's not something people do on Google. They're not gonna just post a picture of the job that you did, give you five stars and da 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 da. Um, in our business, we don't use any kind of like automations or anything, which, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of opportunity for that to get reviews in texting people and stuff like that. But we just ask them, you know, I think that that is the biggest thing to do is to just ask for the reviews. And if you have the opportunity, do it in person. Um, because especially like, this is usually how the dialogue goes. I say, hey, what did you think of our service? And they said, looks great. It smells so much better than before. You really got those cobwebs that were up by the windows that the last cleaner was missing. Da, 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 da. I said, would you mind leaving a review? And a, you know, I, I can text you our link. And then they usually say, yeah, sure. We'd love to. Um, and then you text them the link and you know, usually they're kind of like, they forget because they're busy. You say, you know, then you just resend them the link and say, hey, thanks. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure that that link was still working. It's the yeah. old question, the old thing where it's like, not too too direct, but like, hey, did that link work for you? I'm going to try and send it over again. And then when they say, oh, yeah, and then, you know, usually um, we're, you know, we're up to over 50 reviews now. And, and a lot of those have been just, just from asking. I mean, that's just the key. It is the key. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more. That's like, I think we've gotten one review. Um, from, from someone that I just did a, a, a video for and he was like, that's awesome and, and gave a review. But everyone else is like, I've reached out and asked. Um, and, and this is across the board. Like I've read books on it. I've listened to people give podcasts on it. And if you don't ask, you're not gonna get them. Yeah, sure, you're gonna slowly over time get it. But if you wanna speed it up and, and get reviews, like think about you or I, right? 
Um, I'm probably a little bit of an outlier because I'm trying to build up my reviews and, and build up my my Google, the power of my Google account. So I, I leave reviews at restaurants, et cetera. But most people, you know, you go to a restaurant, you eat, you might give a bad review, but for the most part, you're not thinking about leaving a good review, right? And so, yeah. you know, I, I think the saying goes, I'm going to butcher this because I, I think I have the numbers right wrong. But if, if you do a bad job, 20 or 30 people are going to, you know, know about it. But if you do a good job, you know, maybe maybe one to five people are going to know about it so if you can really really jump in and and the timing is key too so brian you went through you know you're going over how the job went etc and they're like it's awesome we're like awesome you know to to help us grow and to continue offering you this level of service we'd love it if you could give us a review something like that um and then the follow-up i love your little hey is the link still working um follow-up is key in making the sale and getting the review in honestly everything in business follow-up is is crazy important so yeah you can get automation um which you guys may get down the road um including your review link in your emails uh in your like in your signature is a great way to do it just right you know occasionally posting it on facebook and saying hey if we've ever done service for you um but but just having that option for people um and and doing it in person or or you know over email when someone's left you a, a rave review and email for and be like hey would you mind just posting this on google you are, you've already kind of pre-vetted them. They're going to give you a good review and that's what you're going for. And if they're, if someone isn't going to give you a good review, you're going to fix it so that they do, right? Yeah. I mean, if you get the opportunity to fix that, or at least, you know, you know, what would have been a two-star review, let's bring that up to a four-star review, right? Yeah. You know, we got our first four-star review today. And honestly, I was stoked because we have a bunch of five-star reviews, but we got our first four-star one. And I was like, look, that means we can be 20% better. Um, and also, I mean, it doesn't bring your averages down. Like, I mean, you're, you're doing great. Like, you know, four star review, five star review, like get them up there because what you want to see is, you know, four and a half stars. Like you, that's where you want to be. People are going to know if, if it just says five stars and you got 15 reviews, people are going to be kind of like, ah, like that's, that seems like, you know, they, they're okay with seeing, like, don't freak out if you have a four star review because, or a three star review, because people want to know that you're like authentic. And even more importantly, that's how you respond to that review, right? Cause I mean, so many times people will leave you a three-star review and still be somewhat flattering in the review text. They'll say, actually, they did a great job. It was just like, we had one hiccup in the payment because yeah. you know, da, 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 and it was cause their credit card didn't work or something. Right. But then people are going to read through that and they're going to see, okay, this is why. And then, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, then they're, then they're like, it's just like your website. Like, the longer you can keep them on there, the more they're committing, they're intrigued. Right. And then they see your reply where you say, Thank you so much for allowing us to service and all that stuff. I mean, it really, I think, builds a lot of trust between, you know, it's like you've had that conversation already with your future customer before you even had it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, people see the professionalism that you reply with. Um, and the totally. other thing, too, is having, you know, the one or two, four, three star reviews. It, it shows that it's not just your aunts and uncles and your mom leaving your reviews, oh, right? So it builds yeah. trust with people. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to touch on Twitter because I, I've had a business Twitter account for probably probably pretty soon after we got started, but I, I really mm -hmm. do hardly anything on it. But you know, when we met, you messaged me on Twitter and, and I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with saying I didn't even know Twitter had a messaging function. I, I really spend so little time on it. Um yeah. and, and don't use it as as a main prospecting tool or anything. Um, but you've used it to connect with a lot of business owners. And, and uh, so walk us through the ecosystem you found on there, um, ways to use it for business and, and just dive into that. 
Totally. Yeah. So, um, Twitter has been a huge help for me. Um, so I've been listening to that, the sweaty startup guy, Nick Huber's podcast for a long time and for years really before I starting all this. And then in the fall, when I, um, when he recommended Twitter, um, I was like, well, I'll hop on. Haven't been on there since what, 2008, you know, or 2000, 15 or something like back in my yeah. high school wrestling days when I was getting tagged for like, you know, getting my butt kicked by some other kid, you know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. gets, gets beat again. Right. But, yeah. um, no, but, but I mean, really like I, I was like, Oh, Twitter's like a political cesspool of nothing, like totally unuseful. Um, so I'll stay out of there. But then I got on there and I followed the right people. I curate my feed super hard. And I just look like who are like the best, like 50 people I can follow. And there are people that have done everything from, you know, building in public where they have, you know, whether it's janitorial or where they're doing like kind of like some window cleaning or lawn care. I've seen a lot of where people are talking about like the real hard numbers um, that people love to see. Like if you're looking to build a business, there's a lot of good people on there. And um, you can, you know, if you're not afraid to talk about your business and to receive criticism, I have had so much help on my business from people in there. And then the magic always happens, like the magic happens in the DMs. I mean, people, you know, I've had some conversations with some amazing um, heavy hitters um, just in the world of, you know, small business to real estate. Um, and I had some phone calls with some amazing people doing amazing things. Uh, you know, some kind of question that I'll get I'll always get on there all the time is like, you know, how much money do I need to start a cleaning company? And it's like, like 400 bucks, like you, you'll yeah. be fine. Like just, just start doing it. Um, but you talk to people like that, but then you'll talk to people who have multi-million dollar. I have a friend now, um, his name is Rich Jordan. Um, and he's on Twitter and he has a plumbing, you know, business that he purchased. Um, and he's, you know, he's really doing some transformative things and he's sharing a lot of that on Twitter. And so I'm trying to do the same. And I think I've had 60 phone calls with people from Twitter um, and especially in this COVID time, like there's not people in my local community that I can connect with as much, right. you know, um, and the nature of a lot of us were contractors, right? So like, if I go talk to another cleaning company in town, they're my direct competition. Right. So it kind of sucks. Right. But, um, if I go find a janitorial company in DC, I've made a great friend up there. His name is Phil Harper. He, I met him on Twitter and like, I'm probably going to go up and visit him pretty quick. Um, and, and learn about the residential side of the business. Cause he has a residential cleaning business too. Um, and so that's been super fantastic. So yeah, definitely reach out to me on Twitter. I'd be happy to give anybody any tips. That's definitely the best place to reach me. I'm definitely addicted. So I've noticed, um, I've noticed I'm like, that's that's a little bit. call him or, or, uh, I don't even know. Tweet, yeah. Tweet. Yeah. You <laughs> can, what, you what's can the tweet problem me. when you send a DM in Twitter? Is it just sending a DM? Anytime. What did you say? Is it just called sending a DM in Twitter? Oh yeah, the direct message. Yeah, yeah you can do a direct message, um, or you know, you can if it's something that's more of like a public question, you can just tweet it in public, and I'll try and quote. You know, I'll try and like respond to it, and so other people can see too, and you'll get feedback from tons of people. I think I have like wow. thirty five hundred followers on there or something, and they like this morning I tweeted something uh, a culture. Um, motto that i'm running with kind of right now is like cleaning is easy but caring is hard and so trying to get into our employees heads that 
you know, the work we do might not be complicated, but the way that you do it really matters for our customers. This is the place where they work. This is the place where they live. You know, uh, showing respect and caring goes a long way. And so I was able to post that and and I said, what other business models have you heard? And people are giving me all kinds of feedback. This is just 30 minutes ago. And they're saying, you know, that's good. Or you could add this or that. And, you know, it's it's just amazing to see how many entrepreneurs and business owners, because they get what it's like, are willing to help others. And, you know, that's what I love about, you know, Lewis, you've given me so much good advice and so much help on, you know, my Google, my business location and just other, you know, marketing ideas and things like that. And I listened to several other episodes of the podcast. It's been cool, you know. Um, and all that is is kind of due to Twitter and a little bit of Facebook. Um, yeah, no, it's huge. I appreciate that. Um, but networking is is crazy, and especially this last year, um, my network has probably doubled in the last year compared to what it was, you know, ten years before that. Just connecting with people around the country, we're all a lot more comfortable with hopping on phone calls and, and zooms and all of that, you know, out of out of the circumstances. But you know, connecting with people. Yeah, follow Brian. He's he's got a thriving community of people on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm I'm just sitting in the sidelines taking tips on on how to properly use it. I'm really comfortable on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Facebook being my strongest, you know, platform right now. Um, totally. Previous, you know, hobby I used Instagram a lot and grew it to like two thousand in about a year. Um, so I'm comfortable on those platforms. But Twitter is just, you know, like you said, I, I thought it was a political cesspool as well. Um, yeah. I mute, I mute, and here's the thing, you can hop in, the thing about Twitter is you can mute all those words. So yeah. you can mute, mute Biden, you can mute Trump, you can mute politics, you can mute Democrat, Republican, independent, liberal, whatever. You yeah. just you just mute all that and you don't see it. Yeah. And, and that really keeps, it's a really positive environment. Like overwhelmingly positive to the point where as soon as somebody says something negative, usually they get booted. You know, usually everybody's like, ah, stop doing that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, we're getting to the end of end of our time here. Um, I'm just looking through our. I think we kind of covered all the main things aside from the uh, the cool flying tidbits. If you want to wrap up with a few tips about uh, tidbits about Earhart, oh. uh, which we were chatting about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So a funny thing is, I so during college, I went to a small college and I got to work at the Amelia Earhart Birthplace Museum. Let's see, she's over there. And so I've got this funny poster, um, which actually came from the Mac Think Different campaign. It was okay. a, like pretty famous advertising campaign that Apple did uh, back in the day. And so it's just kind of a reminder to me to like kind of, you know, try and trailblaze and then also think different. So, um, but yeah, I since I worked at her museums, I've heard all of the different theories of where she went missing. She was everything from, she was a Japanese spy to you know she's still alive even though she'd be about you know 140 years old now or whatever century exactly so um yeah if you ever have any questions about amelia Earhart, i have a wealth of knowledge uh that i'll be happy to share with you <laughs> i love it yeah no you're yours it was just interesting to have that conversation and i guess to wrap it up you know where can people find you obviously on twitter and uh what other areas yeah, I mean, if you don't have Twitter, you can reach me um, at you know LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, Twitter is definitely the best place to find me, um, and that's just uh, Soli Business, which is S U L L Y Business. Or you could just type in my name; it's my first and last name. So awesome, awesome. Well, I, I always like to pop this question on on people too. Um, this is this is not a you know anything weird, but 
What uh, if, if you were to start all over again in business, what would be one tip that you would give a business owner that you would do differently or the same that, as to what you've done in your journey? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, we onboarded our first customer maybe in August um, and we'd been doing some preliminary stuff before then. So I'm only six months in, but I think really like hiring as soon as you possibly can, like as soon as you as soon as it's feasible or maybe even before it's not feasible uh financially like you know get that employee so you can start getting those operating systems in place and all those kinds of things um so that it can free you up to talk to cool people like lewis and you know google you know dominate your google my business listing and all all of those kinds of things like hiring is your is your ticket to freedom you know it's a high price to pay it's hard to hire it's hard to pay workers comp it's hard to teach people how to do the work and care but um that's the only way to grow. So, yeah, I'm a, I love that. I'm going to give a plug to Sean Day if he's still on here, and if he's not, guys, chase him down. Um, I've been connected to Sean for about a year now, and and that guy has a crazy awesome system for hiring. Um, for a special, I've, I've seen it too. Yeah, Sean is the man. Yeah, yeah, specifically for service businesses, and the price is is I don't know what his prices are now, um, but they're so affordable compared to a lot of of talent agencies, and he's got like a Fortune 500, you know quality quality uh hiring process to eliminate people down to you know only the people that fit in your culture so sean if you're still listening if not you know hunt sean down and, and find him if, if you're looking for for someone to help with hiring but to to kind of bring it back in in-house here brian it's been an absolute pleasure i really appreciate you know the insight hey, yes. and everything um I'll, I'll be branching out to twitter a little bit more but uh, guys follow what brian's doing follow the journey he's just getting started and uh, like, like I said, again, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Hey, Lewis, I really appreciate it. And I'll uh, look forward to seeing you on Twitter. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm going to end the live here. Just stick around for a second. We'll, we'll wrap up off air. But um, everybody, Sounds good. Stay, stay busy, stay, stay pushing forward, and, and keep, uh, keep making moves.